All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tarantino's. Uh, my name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with... Angel, hands down, Delion. So this is our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year's, everyone. This is 2024. We made it. And hopefully it's better than 2023. <laughs> Not movie-wise, but health-wise. Health-wise, yes, exactly. And and also, hopefully we get, you know, great results this year, and, you know, hopefully... Everyone's is happy. Do you do you make Angel? Do you make any resolutions for the new year, or particularly for twenty twenty four? I I try not to do it because uh-huh. it always it always feels like like as soon as you fail, just give up. <laughs> so a resolution, no. But there's things that I say, hey, you know, I'm going to try to do this better. But it's never like you know, like I think what do they say? Like gym memberships explode in January, right? Everybody or date, dating sites explode. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm gonna be a better me. Yeah. You can be a better you, but it, it shouldn't be just because it's January. You should just do that shit just because it's the right thing to do, or because you want to. That's like to me. That's like you set yourself up for failure if you're doing it for something other than mm-hmm. you really want to do it. So you haven't made any kind of resolutions. You're not that kind of thing. You don't do anything like that. Nah. <laughs> you just hope for the best like everyone else. Uh, yeah, cast a wide net and hopefully something falls. <laughs> we should say we should say we should apologize because we didn't really do an episode for December of 2023. Uh, our last episode was for was on the weekend after Thanksgiving. And we kind of said that we might go into Chris, you know, we'll talk about Christmas horror, but we didn't do that this year or last year uh, because, you know, we were kind of busy and uh, I, I got sick for the first half of December and then you got sick in the last half of December. The last half, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we tried. But I mean, we could, we could go over a couple, of, like, right? Just, yeah, yeah. We look, could do some yeah. honorable mentions that yeah. came out. Yeah, go ahead. Go to, to, to tell me what would if we did do an episode in December and, and we were talking about the Christmas horror movies. What were some of the things you want to talk? Well, about? the only new, yeah, the only new ones I watched uh, you recommended, like the what the it's a wonderful knife and then something's in the barn. Those are the only two new, like Christmas oriented horror flicks I saw. Yeah, and I and they're they're okay. They're not, they're they're not. I mean, they're not the greatest uh, films, but they're, I mean, for the, for the time. And as I was watching them, I go, Oh, okay. This is pretty cool. Uh, this, there's some, um, what was it called? Uh, there's something in the barn kind of felt like a gremlins, uh, film, uh, or they were trying to do gremlins, but it, it took place in, uh, what was it? Norway and starred Martin. Yeah. Like Martin, Martin Midland or something. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? The guy from Freaks and Geeks, man. Right? <laughs> yeah. I got a new Star, Star. Martin Star. Martin Star, yeah, like you were saying, Freaks and Geeks. I kind of remember him from Silicon Valley. He's, you know, he's a great comic actor. Here he's playing like an American uh, dad who takes his family to Norway and they, they are just inherited a barn or, or, or a family farm. And uh, it's during Christmas time and they find out that there's a legend of, of barn elves and they have a barn elf in their barn. And uh, the barn elf is kind of mean, and and then at the at the end of the the film, it becomes more of kind of gremlins, and that, that I think once you get to the end part of that film, where it feels like it's a like kind of almost a splatter horror, it, it becomes more fun. I think uh, the first half was more kind of fish out of water story, and and uh, for me it was kind of dragging a little bit. But once you get to that kind of fun part, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's crazy because. At- 
at first I was like, why the hell did they have to go take it out of country? Huh, yeah. But yeah, when you think about it, there's no no folklore about barn elves in <laughs> in the states, so it, it really doesn't work if this is like in Maryland, you know, just for the snow aspect and the Christmas time. <laughs> so they really did have to like farm it out to another country, but um, yeah, very like leprechauny, gremlin-y. It was. It's uh, you. Do, there's nothing surprising about the story, and you're right. There's maybe halfway through or three quarters, they kind of jump the ship and like fuck it. Like <laughs> it went, they, it they went, bring in yeah pretty, a whole team of elves. <laughs> it went pretty crazy. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, it, especially if you're a horror fan and it's Christmas and you want something new, definitely worth looking at. Definitely. Yeah, it's another one I saw earlier this year was uh, the It's a Wonderful Knife, which is a kind of a take, uh, a slasher take on It's a Wonderful Life. It's kind of the same process or the same idea. And the the main star is this teenage girl who, at the very beginning of the, of the movie, she kills a slasher. And because it's a year later, she's uh, still recovering from that trauma and her best friend is killed and she saves her her her. her brother in the process but she's still recovering from that that um you know that tragic event and or traumatic event and she kind of says that oh i I wish i was never born and then she gets a a peek at that alternative history and we'll find and you know what happens is that she never kills the serial killer and he's still loose he's still on the loose and then it becomes you know just like kind of a, a wonderful life but in this case, is a wonderful knife. It's it's, it, it's another kind of silly, stupid uh, horror comedy. But I actually thought it was okay, at least good enough for me to enjoyed it. Enjoyed it for the for the time, you know, for for getting into Christmas. Uh, but I don't know. What was your thoughts when you watched it? I I the story basic, but it's like overdone. But I mean, it's there. They they morph it into a holiday type scenario. Yeah. But I do like the fact that they drew in some old school horror actors. Justin Long, right. big fan, dude. I mean, I'm so glad he stopped doing the what, the first kiss with those shitty movies. Oh, the romantic comedy. I'm not a rom com guy, dude. So yeah, give me the drag me to hell. Give me the you know what I mean. Give me those jeepers uh, creepers. And, uh, oh, first one's so good, man. But um. I dug that uh, he was in it. They fucked up his teeth so bad. But I mean, <laughs> like when I first watched it, that's the thing I think I told you. I'm like, dude, what the? F-? It took me like 20 minutes. I'm like, this guy looks just like Justin Long with big old horse teeth. <laughs> um, Catherine Isabel, I fucking oh, love her, dude. G- ginger. When snaps, I was younger, yeah. oh, I thought she was the hottest thing on earth. <laughs> and she's always shows up in these crazy horror horror esque films. Uh, she was in a show, uh, Being Human, one of my favorite shows ever. Oh, yeah. She was yeah, in that right. for a couple episodes. But she's she's amazing. So I'm I'm glad that they like if you're gonna do a new kind of thing, bring in some old school people. Like it even had what, Joe McHale? Yeah. Joe Joe McHale so, is in this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me some give me some faces I remember if you're gonna you're gonna do something good and new or not not just good, but you're gonna do get your own little take on something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was definitely cool. Uh, my kids loved it. Oh, cool! It's 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 probably I'm old, so it's harder for me to get into the teen slasher type flicks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, they loved it. I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it was fine. Uh, um, it's from the writer of the guy who did um, Freaky, which is kind of almost similar 
you know, we're very that, similar. That was the the high school one, right? Yeah, it was a guy like uh, switching yeah. bodies with the serial killer with Vince Vaughn. Uh, yeah, but dude, fuck man, that guy fell far. <laughs> when I saw that, I saw that with the kids. I'm like, is this really Vince Vaughn in this fucking flick? But <laughs> yeah, hey, man. we got it. Everybody's got bills, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things. You if if you don't show up in something sooner or later, they're gonna forget you make movies. So. I, I think because the, something. yeah, I think because you know it's a wonderful you know, and to go back to the it's a wonderful knife and also there's something about the barn and because of these are Christmas horrors, that subgenre of movies are kind of still in the process of finding their one big you know winner. It's still I guess you could say the best one is still Gremlins. It's still maybe the original Black Christmas. You know those are still the classic ones. But but I think you know eventually there's going to some something's going to come out. And it's going to really blow everyone away and become that, you know, annual <laughs> Christmas movie, horror movie. Um, but we're getting a lot of them recently. I mean, uh, yeah, last year, really last year, violent or two years ago was Violent Night, which with, with David Harbour, who plays. And the, that was a bigger budget flick, man. Yeah. And I love that movie. <laughs> I was a yeah. big fan of that movie. So I'm because yeah, that one that one went off script a little when it came out, like. The the concept was there, and you figured everything's gonna go a certain way, and then he just started. He was it was like he turned into Expendables, you know what I mean? He was like a Santa that fights back. That was pretty cool, man. There's one shot in that movie, in Violent Night, where he gets a flashback of him, him, and you know, centuries ago as a Viking kind of. Uh, <laughs> and it was really just a brief moment. I go, I want that movie. I want that movie now. <laughs> that was such a great. A scene or flashback, and I just I go fuck, awesome, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so I was a big fan of Violent Night. Um, yeah, all I, all Christmas. Sorry, all Christmas. My wife's like, oh, you know, let's put on a movie, and then all like every platform saturated with fucking Christmas movies. Yeah. So she's like, oh, is that Jack Frost? I'm like, no, and I'm click click like just to get the hell away from it. <laughs> I don't do those flicks, man. It's just they're so. It's they're done constantly every fucking couple minutes, you know, every year. Well, they do the same movie, different people. The Hallmark, you know I mean? the Hallmark Channel is like built on Christmas <laughs> movies, Christmas romantic. Yeah, I think they right? start mid June. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about that. Netflix is getting to that too. That they make they make a, a ton of uh, Christmas romantic comedies. Uh, yeah. So, but I like the fact that they're now getting the. Uh, the obscure ones or the offbeat ones like Christmas horror or Christmas action films. And uh, they're starting ramping it up, you know? So uh, hopefully this year, hopefully this year coming up uh, for 2024, maybe we'll get a really great one. We haven't really seen it that, that yet, but it's, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. And since we're on the holiday movies that we never talked about it, but mm-hmm. I, I gave that Thanksgiving movie a try. Oh, a try. Too. Me too. You know, it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I told myself it's going to be a big piece of shit. And it wasn't great, but I watched it with my daughter late, or actually earlier today, and she she loved it. It was just... Oh, wow. It's a teen slasher, stupid yeah. flick. It's the, gore, but not too much gore. Uh, yeah, this is the Eli, Eli Roth. You know, and if you yeah. know Eli Roth, he's more kind of a torture porn guy. You know, he's... Did the hostel movies? Yeah. He did Kevin and Kevin in the woods. No, Kevin. No, Kevin Fever. Yeah, Kevin uh, Fever. Not. Yeah. And he, he's. And this is kind of his return to his horror roots. Um, yeah, I wasn't. 
I, it was fine. I mean, the, the kills in that in that movie is pretty awesome. I mean, there's pretty cool stuff. There's a there's a kill where it involves a saw, a table saw, you know, and the guts are splattering all over the place. I go, oh, that's yeah, pretty the cool. girl he lets her go and she falls forward. <laughs> I just remember because I just saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I, you know, talk to me, and you know, we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of of 2023. So, and this may be maybe a good segue segue because it, comparing Thanksgiving or at least the kids and or the teens and Thanksgiving to like say the teens and talk to me, it's just a big difference. I didn't really care about the cast in Thanksgiving at all. You know, and I was talking to my daughter. I'm like, do these people look familiar? Because they're just fucking famous, like YouTube and TikTokers. Oh, is they it? don't, is it? yeah, they don't cast actors. They cast, I guess, cause they're, I don't want to be rude, but they're mm. kind of throwaway roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if they're trying to draw a crowd, these people come with crowd. They come with fans. I guess so. I guess so. So, yeah. And I, they probably pay them minimal because, <laughs> you know, they don't make movies. And dude, hats off to them. That's, this is for them to get their face out to get build a bigger base or whatever. Mm. Or maybe they want to be actors, but they couldn't make it. You know, they don't. There's so many channels they decided to do TikToks. YouTube, whatever, and this is their foot in, but it's well, it's kind of like they can interchange almost anybody with those roles. Well, to, I mean, to be fair, uh, the talk to me directors are from YouTube. They, I mean, they yeah. start, so I mean, it could it could work. And I just, I, just speaking yeah. to the teens in Thanksgiving, and it, maybe this is more fault with Eli Roth. It's just like none of them really clicked and. I didn't really care about the final girl, you know, <laughs> yeah. like like all that stuff. I just didn't really care. The kills in it though are cool. And that's cool. why, the, yeah, that's why it's as much praise I will give it. <laughs> and as much as I like off the wall thinking and, you know, breaking stereotypes, my, one of my biggest things with that was the main. Okay. So there's a main chick and her boyfriend, the original boyfriend is oh. so much shorter than her. <laughs> It just bugged the shit out of me. I don't know if she's tall or he's short, but it's uh, you don't see that on top of a wedding cake. You know what I mean? The the groom is tall, and, and dude, that's I know that's not the way the world works, right? But it was just weird because that's the way movies work. Put that you know, even when the, box. Yeah. yeah, even when it's Tom Cruise and he's the leading dude, yeah. they give him the lifts. You know what I mean? The girl wears flats. They dig a trench know, for the girl. <laughs> yeah, that was the hardest thing for me to get over. Was it the her boyfriend or whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, yeah, it was more, it was like they built the actors around the action sequences and the, the, the blood and guts. Oh yeah. yeah. And you really I mean, could have interchanged them. I mean, it's a great concept for Thanksgiving. It's more about like kind of the, 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 the terror of, of black Friday and yeah. the craziness, the commercialization of that stuff. And like Eve Roth's fucking message to us as a society. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 guess. I dig all that stuff. I dig all that stuff, but the, the main cats and, uh, and obviously the, the main teenage are not to be taken seriously. I think they are playing up a kind of a stereotype or, you know, they're, they're all assholes, but I just remember th- watching that movie and just thinking how much, much I love the cast and talk to me. You know, and, and those are a group of teenagers too, and those those kids are also a bunch of assholes. And I just I just remember thinking that all oh, those guys were just just did it much better. You know, and, and maybe oh, it's unfair they're, to they're um, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, and maybe it's unfair to compare those these two because obviously it's two different movies. Uh, even though yeah, not, what, yeah, even though it's it's Talk in the same was, horror genre. Yeah, 
it talked to me that the script, the story is so much stronger. I think so. with I think with Thanksgiving though, I was getting maybe tired of the slasher genre after watching A Wonderful Knife, and there was a one in, uh, in Halloween near uh, that came out in Halloween. Uh, I'll totally killer, which is also a slasher oh, comedy. Yeah. So I maybe I was just getting just fed up with some of the slasher stuff, you know. Uh, and I don't think these flicks are geared towards us, really. <laughs> maybe, maybe, they're they're I mean, definitely kid, geared you, towards you, younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your kid loved it, right? So maybe that's why. It oh is. yeah, but it's it's just like the shit that they uh, watch on YouTube and their shows. They don't mind the same things being regurgitated over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. They really don't. Even before we recorded, we were talking about the modern music and how modern music feels like a regurgitation or a regurgitation of a bunch of same beats and sounds and tones yeah, and I, <laughs> lyrics. Not even. to toot my own. Yeah, not to toot my own horse, but I think. Uh, what did I say? It's it's uh, it's throwaway music. Yeah, yeah. it's background. It, they're going to do the same beat with a different guy being auto-tuned next week. So why even take the time to like put it on a favorites list? Because you know what I mean? It's going to come out next week. I don't know. But I, I mean, I guess our genre was like um, better at making music that was going to last. Mm-hmm. So maybe the same thing with flicks, man. Yeah. I, and it's funny because I was thinking about um, producers and I, I think producers are more the key architect of these songs and 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 i think they're you know even like say you got a big star like say taylor swift or something it's really just like the record producers the one who is making the the music i mean i don't know i don't know that's what that's what it feels like to me it's not it's necessarily like the, a- the the vocalists or the the, the the pop star anymore it's really just the people behind the scenes well like we were talking about um or I was talking about the people in these flicks. They're not even actors. They're like the YouTube and uh, mm-hmm. TikTok. Same thing with music, dude. Yeah. If yeah. they could recognize your face, they could make you sound like anything. So bring your bring your followers to the music scene and then they'll buy, you know, download and that's all. They'll go to the concerts. So it, it's so funny because earlier this year, I saw a documentary on Paramount Plus called Millie Vanilli. It was about the Millie Vanilli scandal. And all that it was basically what we're we're dealing with now. It's like here's a record producer who came up with the music. He, he got the the singers, and he just hired these good looking guys to be the face of Millie Vanilli, and it became this big scandal when they found out that they don't sing their own songs. And it was a terrific documentary. If you if you you know you lived in the '90s and or the late '80s and you 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 know you uh you know lived through that stuff and and those songs are still kick ass but it just sucks that you know they're not they have this sheen or this ha- they have this kind of facade of being fake and phony um yeah we were we were lucky we avoided that our two pretty faces <laughs> yes they- <laughs> but it's so, it's so different like back then in the 90s it was a big scandal and people didn't like the fact they were being fooled or didn't they didn't like the, that that they were you know um being authentic not authentic enough or, you know, or genuine about it. You know, like the, we hate being fooled and it's a good documentary. If you're you know looking to go back at that time, uh, um, check it out. It's on Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah, I got to check it out. And I mean, I remember being uh, not so much pissed. Like people were, people were, pissed, were like yeah. viscerally angry. Like they did something personally to them. And I was like, I don't really care who sings it, you know, <laughs> but I, I get it. It's, it's. People, especially people that followed them and like went to concerts, bought fucking merch. Mm-hmm. I get it. You you were taken advantage of, no matter what. Like 
basically, if it wasn't that bad, why'd you hide it? Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, interesting uh, to go back sometimes to watch these uh, documentaries. You um, burned all your spandex shorts? <laughs> yeah, or my, my locks. My, my, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you shaved your head? <laughs> no more. Um, let's go into some of our favorite uh, movies and TV shows and... If you know, maybe if you have a uh, some music you want to talk about, let's do that. Uh, but yeah, start it off, Angel, with like uh, whatever. You want to go TV or movies, or you could just jump around. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, the classics would be, of course, horror. Everyone start with the big, the horror genre. Okay, like you said, um, uh, talk to me. Great. My favorite film overall happened to be horror. We were just talking about it when Evil lurks. Mm-hmm. Dude, I still, it's like, fuck, man. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It was so good. <laughs> and it was just, it wasn't just that it was different. The actors in it were authentic. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like someone had a GoPro and they just like had a third person that nobody saw running around with them. It was, it was good. It felt very original, very, um, just, just raw pure. I dude, fucking loved everything about that flick. So good. Um, that was great. Um, it was funny. It was for me, it, it was, there was like surprises. Like when we were talking about that dark harvest flick, Oh yeah, that was a good surprise for me. I really liked that flick. Um, as far as like the newer movies like go, but then there was a couple that I, I, I did watch that I had been like, I had heard about or seen, but I'd never actually watched. So they're a couple years old. So I did a lot of that this year, just catching up on older stuff that I missed. Um, and it was so funny. We were talking about uh, Justin Long. And there was a movie that I caught that it's funny because when I look at it, it's got horrible ratings. Mm-hmm. Not horrible, but just shitty. It's called House of Darkness. And it's with Kate Bosworth. Real simple. It's like a dude oh, okay. is uh, brings a like drops a girl off at her house because she's been drinking too much. They meet at a bar or something. And she's got like a sister and it's like, basically they bring him back to torture him. And it was just so simple. Like I I'm getting back to those kind of flicks. So like that, and I think, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's just from 2022. So it wasn't like a super long time ago. That flick was really good for me. Um, I think there was one called open 24 hours. Uh, about like these people at a gas station or something. Okay, yeah. Let me see real quick. Yeah, that was a great flick, man. It was just the these little, uh, not just independent, but basic like one building, four actors stuck in it, a room. They had yeah, yeah. Tension. They had to rely on yeah. on the story. There was no big special effects. There's no big actors. There's no. CGI. Uh, it's just, uh, I like. I guess the meat and potatoes was like my big theme last year, and I hope to continue it. You know, even like when we were doing recommendations, we were given some good flicks, man. Like, um, uh, Eyes of My Mother, fucking amazing. <laughs> it was great. I would have never watched that flick on my own. It was awesome, dude. Even um, censored. It was great. Yeah, it was good for me. I, I liked it when we were doing those sh- episodes because. There were things that maybe I might not have thought of on my own, but I'm glad someone said, hey, someone besides somebody on TV or that I don't, not respect, but I I don't particularly think they're the greatest at giving recommendations. 
I like that. I like that. Like, you know, you gave me some good flicks to, to give a whirl and they worked out really good, man. I agree with you. I think, uh, even if I'm compiling a list of like one of my favorite movies of, of this, of last year of 2023, I, I would put, uh, when evil lurks up there, you know, it's, it's just a terrific film not just like terrific horror films. I think sometimes people like to put horror movies on the side or saying, Oh, you know, this is not going to be a part of my list, but you know, that's a good movie, man. That's a well, great directed film. And it's, it, um, I was so pleased by that movie. It, you know what it is? A lot of times on a good movie too, I'll rewatch and I'll fast forward through shit. There was no fast forward in that movie. <laughs> it was all worth watching again. You know what I mean? Well, some of my favorite horror movies of this year and you, you you, we said this before, but you, you'll disagree with me. But I like Megan. <laughs> I like Megan. I, <laughs> although I, I think I agree with you that it's not necessarily a horror movie. It's really kind of like a sci, like a twisted sci-fi thing. Yeah. But in a comedy, it's a comedy. Uh, I, don't, I still don't I don't think it was what, supposed to be a comedy, man. I, I think, it's I think suppo- that was it's a, a byproduct. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a satire. I liked it. Oh, I liked shit. it a lot. And uh, uh, Knock at the Cabin, which is the M. Night Shyamalan movie, that that actually ended up being one of my favorites. Uh, I like that. You know that. what? He, he sh- uh, fuck. It was so good. I mean, he's so good at so many things. I just wish he would run the endings by people. <laughs> yeah. <You> yeah. <laughs> he's so good at buildup. He's so good at yeah. dialogue. He's so good at character development. And then at the very end, he's like, okay, we're done. Like, no, you're not done. You got to fucking bring it home, man. <laughs> Uh, let me recommend a horror movie for you because I don't know if you saw this movie, but I like this a lot. And it's called Su- Suitable Flesh. Suitable Flesh. This is a uh, um, Heather Graham starring this. Uh, it's a. Uh, I love Heather Graham. So she's she's great, and she's great in it. Mercedes, she, come back. <laughs> she is, she is like uh, ramping it up. She's hamming it up, and she plays a, a psychiatrist who gets into a switching bodies. A scenario with a one of her patients who is says that you know he's possessed or he's he's getting targeted by somebody who is a demon. Uh, it's kind of half a. I think it's based on a H.P. Lovecraft story. Uh, so it's it's actually a really decent indie horror movie because you could tell there's not a lot of budget into it. You know, like you were saying, you, it's people in one in a couple rooms. This is kind of like that. It's not. It's not just one room, I mean, but it's it's a kind of a, a lower budget horror or psychological horror thing. It f- reminds me kind of like a like a, a segment, a, a, like a horror an anthology series or something like little little simple story, you know. But I, I was a big fan of it. I th- I liked it. I haven't a lot. seen it, but I love this. I love the kid that's in there. That guy from Babysitter. Oh, yeah. is that where he's from? Judah yeah. Lewis? Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's really from Babysitter, good. Babysitter 2. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good. He's really good. He he plays the opposite oh, head of ground. That's right, dude. He's from one of my favorite flicks of all times, that summer of 84. Oh, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. I guess he got, he got no, really I, old, yeah. Yeah, you know he's, what? It, it, I didn't recognize him at all from yeah. summer, but now I'm looking at his picture. Yeah, he was super young at summer, so he it's, kind of like thickened out. It's funny. Adulted up. And maybe it's the only thing I kind of have maybe some criticisms. It's, and it's funny because maybe this is just a, nowadays more m- movies are tamer, but it really feels a little tame when it comes to the sexual nature of the movie. It, it is a kind of like a psychological sexual charge thriller. And I think if this was coming out in the 80s or the 90s, it would have been like full nudity or, you know, late night cable stuff. But 
you know, it's pretty tame for, I mean, I, I think you could show this to your, your kids or something. It's not, it's, it's not too graphic, I would say. But didn't we mention uh, Dong <laughs> in one of our former episodes? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. before that was so taboo. And now it's like in every movie, they just, no reason a guy in the background just fucking wiggling it. Just, just for no reason. Just, we need, we need more penis in this movie, man. <laughs> Well, it's safe to say there's, there's no penises in this movie. I'll watch it anyway. <laughs> but it's pretty good. No, I hadn't it's, even it's, heard of this, but it looks good. It's a great performance by Heather Graham. If you're a big Heather Graham fan, this is this is perfect. Because hopefully, like Justin Long, maybe she is now maybe doing more horror movies. Uh, maybe this is her gateway. Yeah, and you know what's... I, I'm looking at the, I guess, the, the, the teaser, the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking had Shutter Man, and then I canceled it. I think I got to get it back. <laughs> Because there's so many exclusives on there. It's just when I had it, there was like four exclusives, so I watched them all. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then I was just watching old horror, which I still dig, but it was like I had, like it was hooked up to my Amazon credit card. And so I pay off my credit card, and all of a sudden I'd look, and there's a balance, because at the end of the month, they charge me six ninety nine for Shutter. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just transfer. I'll put it on a different card or something, big card. It just bugged me that it was always there. <laughs> but it's a great channel. I fucking love it. I love, yeah, I love Shutter. It was a... Uh... Uh, I too have it canceled. I let it let it cancel. Maybe I'll have to pick it up. Maybe in the summertime or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing because I was trying to find a. I was trying to download this movie called Eye for an Eye. I do anything samurai, mid century Chinese, where mm-hmm. they're old schools, like basically strings flying around. <laughs> Love it, dude. Can't get enough. And I just seen that they have a fucking like a service for that too. It's called Hi Ya. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> dude, I'm thinking about doing it, but it's six ninety nine too, man. It's like because what I'll do is I'll get it and I'll watch like all the movies I want to watch like in the weekend, and then I'm stuck. You know what I mean? Like paying every month because I forget to cancel. Oh, it's uh, just weird now. Everything's out of platform. You know what I mean? I know. I think maybe this year we'll see the, all some of those platforms yeah. die die out or combine. Probably that's what's or merge. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about TV. What's some of your favorite TV shows that came out this year or twenty twenty three? Yeah, I'm not even sure if this counts because there was two seasons, but I just seen it. Mm-hmm. That um, yeah, I think is it Exit? Is that what it's called? I just remember the guy in it, the black dude from Lost, Harold Perrineau, uh from, from Exit. Okay, it's from. Technically twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, but the shitty thing about that, it's on that um, it's on that weird ass channel. Um, MGM Plus shows it, but it's it was Epics like, or whatever. Yeah, it was on Epics, right? Right. Now it's yeah, MGM. It's a great show, but fuck, yeah. it's so hard to find that damn show. I heard good things about this show from this is a, like a super like na- supernatural an original yeah sorry man I keep cutting you off but you got if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. it's really fucking good but i hope it's not like the other show is on lost where it starts out strong and then it just starts to shit the bed for three four seasons so but he's great in it the story's great you've Everything. seen the first the, fir- the all of season two or season one and yeah. two? Oh wow mm-hmm. yeah i heard good yeah, things about slick. it yeah. yeah i just don't have that shit i don't have uh MGM Plus or even Epics back back in the day. If you get it, if you sit down and watch it, you're going to get a lot of um, beginning Walking Dead feeling. Oh, okay. It's a Walking great Dead. ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're still like the. I know. There's I'm, two of you that were still watching it at the end. I, 
Yeah, I just saw. I, I've uh, finished uh, this in 2023. I finished uh, Daryl Dixon, <laughs> the spinoff series. I was a fan but of that. The, you, but remember in the beginning how everybody was new and the characters were great, yeah. and they fucking kept killing people off. <laughs> same thing with this one, dude. Same oh, build up, same premise. Everybody relies on each other and don't get favorites because they're gonna take them fucking away from you, man, for sure. Um, are you a fan of Gen V? Have you watched Gen V or have you watched? Oh, um, no, I haven't. I haven't even watched second season of Boys. Oh, really? Do you even uh, like that show? Yeah. Or? I loved Boys, okay. but then it was kind of like I got sidetracked and I never got back on it. And I don't know if that was that one that came, is what's bugging me now. Is it the shows that are coming out a couple episodes at a time? Mm-hmm. You got to give me the whole fucking thing. Yeah, give yeah, me the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gen V, it's uh, I, I liked it. I, I and I didn't really have any high hopes. This is, you know, this was kind of sold as like kind of the teenage version of the boys, and I was a big fan of the boys. And if you know those are people who don't know, it, it's kind of a satirical take on superhero genre, I guess, and and also making fun of like maybe the Marvel stuff or the MCU, in a in a in a little bit of subversive way, you know. And Gen V is kind of more focused on uh, these college kids who are trying to be superheroes they're on the they're training to be super superheroes but i think the subtext of that show is really about kind of like the oh no just like kind of the uh uh the cloud chasing the you know the social media part of 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 being famous i think uh you know that, do you that, have to watch do you have to be current on boys to watch this i don't think so i, I don't think so okay. all, all you have to really understand is like home homelander is kind of really really evil <laughs> and people kind of know it and people oh, yeah, have, i got that from the first season <laughs> yeah and i think i think in season two that homelander becomes much more aware of his public image and his and then now it's kind of split people love him and people hate him you know um but yeah this is more mostly just set in a um university and and, and where they are uh teaching how or training these kids to become superheroes and uh, to me, because I'm a big X Men fan, or a, and also a New Mutants fan, this got got kind of like the feel of the New Mutants. Uh, or... you, you saw the flick, right? The, the New Mutants flick with uh, the love <laughs> of my life. It. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's I mean, such a I, good flick that I heard Jennifer. So you like that movie because everyone shits on it. Oh yeah, no, no, fuck them. They're full <laughs> shit. Dude. You know what it is? They don't like to see superheroes. Not even just that it's dark. It's like a slow movie right. that the kids happen to be have superpowers. All right. So uh, it, it's I, it's it's worth watching. I loved it. I'm 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 sure it's very. I would say it's probably very similar to the New Mutants movie because it's. I'm I'm a big fan of it. I was like, like I said, I was not. I didn't think it's gonna amount to anything. I think it's. I you know when I heard that they were make this kind of teen or college bound kids version of the boys, I was like, ah. Uh, this is stupid, and I was actually surprised how well it is. Um, I think uh, I'll speak for you. I think uh, Beef was a great show that came out uh, last year. We were talking. We talked. We talked about this. This is the Netflix show with uh, Stephen y- Yoon and Ali Wong. Great show. I love that. Um, are you a, a Bear fan? You've watched the Bear, dude. I love Bear. Have you it seen? It was season- so funny. I was so I was so late on it too. Uh-huh. You watched season two? Yeah, so good. Fucking awesome, right? I, and I yeah. I didn't like that because when he left season one, 
and there there were kind of like shutting down the the sandwich shop to make like a four course or four star restaurant. I'm like, yeah, like an if, actual sit down. Yeah, I go. I don't know if I like that. I kind of like kind of the, the local sandwich sandwich shop idea, but season two just blew me away about how much. Uh, yeah, they they bridged that um, around the corner to Michelin gap really cool man like dude that's what that guy trained for he can't it's almost like the way i took it is he can't avoid his destiny you know what i mean he's great Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. needs to embrace that greatness and dude when they sent um that big yoke black dude to uh europe yeah to or to the pastry uh, to to, they send him yeah they send him to yeah yeah to to, yeah dude at first i was like what are they doing and then i was like oh fuck and then when they said that crazy waitress to that one place, and uh-huh. she started, like, they said the two dudes, and the one dude dropped, and then the chick stayed, mm-hmm. and she was just getting better. It was kind of like everybody had this crazy, what would you call it? Like, um, not just, li- Purpose, like, like, life-changing. Yeah, yeah, they they understood there were more than they thought they were, and yeah. that's what fucking blew me away, because that's what life is. One, oh, my, so one of my favorite episodes in season two of The Bear was an episode called Forks, which is the Richie... Cousin Richie episode fo- focus on him when he is sent to a four star restaurant and that he is put to the bottom of the of the staff where he has to clean the forks. That's all he has to do. He is so fucking good. He is all, the actor. Is, I don't know uh, where this uh, guy's uh, been hiding. <laughs> he is so good, man. I think he. What was his name? His name is like a really fucked up name. It's like um, Eben Moss Bachrock or something. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. He's it been is. another shit, but he, they've never showed his chops before. You know what I mean? Well, this is a great showcase for his talent. I oh, think this guy is amazing. awesome. I think the fact that he is paired up with with Carmi, I forgot the guy's name, um, the actor's name, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy something. I can't remember his name. But oh, the main dude? The main Jeremy dude. Jeremy Allen White? Jeremy Allen White, who is also great. These are some really the best actors of this generation or something. They, they're coming and their out. chemistry is fucking phenomenal. Together they are so good. In episode forks to see Richie, like like everyone else in the, in the, in this this episode or this season, find his purpose in life and finally realize that he can contribute to to you know this idea that Carmi has about turning the the sandwich shop into a four course restaurant or four star restaurant is like one of the best things I've seen all year. Just a be- beautiful episode. And he's yeah, singing and he, along with uh, Taylor Swift at the end, you know, all that stuff, you know, him. And it gets into his, like, his relationship with his daughter and his ex-wife and stuff. And he fights it and he fights it. And then when he <laughs> yes. embraces it, he is so fucking good at it. It's like, it's like, it's, it's basically forcing these people to have their epiphanies. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. he, when he's done with it, dude, he is so fucking good at it. It's not even just like he can do it. He fucking excels. Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of the thing, he is amazing. Like just his character's transformation. Yeah, once they open the the the, the first night opening, yeah, he's oh, all great. over it, man. He's all over it, <laughs> dude. The first season used to give me anxiety because I felt everything the main guy felt, and it was just so like I, I thought I was gonna get panic attacks every show because <laughs> of the way they filmed it and how fast and everybody's at each other's throats, and even the 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 chick the um. The young black girl? Uh-huh. Yeah, great. She She's has awesome. a great fucking transformation too, man. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh. And at the end where 
uh, Richie knows everything about, it. and he brings out the sodas or whatever for the dad because <laughs> he doesn't drink or something. Yeah, I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. this this is the shit. These are these are the guys that make like those those Michelin restaurants like buzz. Right. Like right. the food is great, but these are the guys that know they research people, and it's like you wouldn't think that shit comes into play. Right. But oh, it was great writing too. Fuck. I love so the good. show. I love the series. I love season two. Um, what I really loved about season two was like it really opened my eyes about cooking. That cooking is a, a craft, not necessarily a well. I guess you could say it's skill, but it's 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 something it's that like you have. It's an art form, right? And you have to yeah. teach it to the other generation, or have to teach it. You got to teach it. I think that's the whole purpose of season two. You you can't have that knowledge to yourself. You have to pass it along, and I think that's a beautiful way of understanding. How we could work as not just Dude, as, my, just as a collective, but we, as we could you know become better people. My hair still stands up just thinking about the part where the the dudes over um, in wherever England or whatever learning from the pastry dude, and they walk down the hall and bears pictures on the wall. I was oh yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that is and, so cool, man. He was all this time he's talking about how Carmi was the. This, that there was a guy that was great yeah, yeah. oh fuck, and there there were so some cool, great man. surprise uh cameos you know uh, and dude i love that guy the guy with the eyebrows dude from yeah. maze runner it's so funny because you see him just as a young guy doing these weird movies he's a he's got good chops man yeah yeah that guy's really good and I, he got all yoked up too yeah well he, he was, was doing the guardians uh volume three or whatever and so yeah. which uh, you know volume three was another great movie of the year too i liked that yeah. um Dude, yeah, and people shit on the just the superhero. Ah, dude, fuck. I'm not there to learn something about life. I'm there to be entertained. <laughs> and they, dude, they hit home runs. What are, what are we gonna do? People hate on them because they make a ton of money. Yeah. So uh, let me talk about Barry season four. What was your thoughts? Because I know you're a big Barry fan, dude. And so I fucking did not watch season three or four. What? I thought you were. I you got. Were- I lost my HBO for a while. Oh, my HBO hookup went away. <laughs> and I wasn't going to pay just for the one. And now I can watch it. I just, I haven't got to it. Oh, because you were telling me about Barry, how much yeah, you loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Barry. Yeah. And then it just it went cold turkey, man. Okay. I'm not going to. lost a lot. Of- I'm not going to say anything because I, I love season four and they did some really amazing stuff. This is the final season. And uh, they took it to levels where I didn't think they were going to do. I mean, again, I don't, I don't want to give anything away because I, I like, I loved it. I love what. Bill Hader. I think season three and season four is probably some of the strongest stuff that that Bill Actually, Hader finally. <laughs> well, Bill Hader finally broke through. I mean, because like initially the series is about a hitman who becomes who wants to become an actor or falls in love with acting, and and season two is kind of more of a satirical take on Hollywood and you know and acting stuff. But season three and four it becomes totally different. It becomes more of a dark, I don't know, character study and and. I don't know. Bill Hader has become like a something different, you know, because he directs these movies, he write or directs these episodes, and he writes these episodes, and he stars in these episodes. And I think he finally found his voice in season three, and definitely in season four, where he he is someone. Uh, if he wants to do a movie, I, I will would watch it the first day because I think he has he's become a really unique comic voice that we need because I think Barry is some of the really strangest and also uh, innovative comedy we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, he is scarily talented, dude. Yeah. Like it, the, it, it's not just acting or he, dude, his impressions are fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
but he is he he might be the most talented person I've ever met. Like knowing that he's writing these things and even um goddamn what's the movie um he he did a movie with it's not my is it Skeleton Twins? Oh yeah yeah uh with yeah a, dude wig yeah wig he is so fucking talent dude I, I I can't get over it and I don't it seems like he was wasted so long. You know I mean? Like so much of his career was wasted. So much yeah, of his career was just so impressions, good. and he was terrific at, at impressions. But he also yeah, had, had a character this, actor, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's just a great actor, great director. I think really seeing him become a really great director in some of these episodes was so surprising and so thrilling to see. You know that that that, that I could see. You know, I want to see this guy do more more stuff. You know, become a filmmaker maybe. Uh, yeah. Wait, would, Christian. Yeah. So we're talking about the shows. Did you finally finish Fall of the House of Usher? Because last time we talked, you hadn't yeah. finished it, man. I was, no, I, I didn't finish it. I have to finish Motherfucker. it. Motherfucker. A, a couple things happened. I was on my way to finish it. Then something happened. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta go back. I haven't gone back yet. Yeah. Okay. But I heard, so I, heard good, I heard man. it was great. I heard, I heard yeah. it's really terrific. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll finish it. I'll definitely finish it too. too. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of my other favorite shows, or yeah, seasons uh, that came out in 2023 that also was the final season was Reservation Dogs. And uh, um, I'm so sad that ended, man. That was so good. I it, loved it. Yeah. Even though I would say like say season three, which is the final uh, final season, is not as strong as season two and, and one, but there's some of uh, some uh, some of the episodes in that season was some of my favorite of the of the whole show. But you could tell they were putting it together. Like Oh yeah. Like there were so many cast members out there because they're all starting to do shit. Yeah. You know, they're and so also, good and talented. And, yeah. Like the first yeah. two seasons of Reservoir Dog uh, Reservation Dogs was kind of a complete story. And then season three felt like more of a epilogue or even having the kids and if those people don't know what reservation dogs, it's a FX series about uh, four Native American okay. kids growing up in a small town Oklahoma uh, community on the Reds, on the Reds, and them trying to come to terms with some of the, you know, I guess the the boring uh, the boring aspect of living in such a small town. And, well, in the first season too, it was getting over the death of a close friend and yeah. cousin, and yeah. it, and season three has more of that kind of somber. Looking back at uh, old friends, because like even everyone else in that town are dealing with with kind of unresolved issues of 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 their old friends dying young. I mean, there was a, c- a couple episodes about uh, with just the parents and the aunts and stuff. With, was... Yeah, with the parent. Yeah, yeah. Which I I felt completely relatable and just in tuned, and I loved it. I mean, I was really really. Yeah, it's, it's such, a, it's just like a, the... it's just a weird show because it's. It's it's first a comedy, but then it's also there's supernatural stuff in it. There's there's uh, spiritual stuff in it. You know, it's such a weird mix of uh, a lot of different things. To say it's just a it's a comedy, it's maybe not the right description to say. You know, to, to no, it's like a it. coming of age. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's like the third season was done to close it out. And let you know everybody's okay. Yeah, yeah. Instead really. of just instead of just pull the plug and go like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it felt like to me. Yeah, but yeah, the, I mean the and these fucking actors. I don't know if it's. 
I don't know how you cast for this, how you cast, like, hey, we're going to make a story or a, mo- a show about, you know, young teenage kids mm-hmm. on a reservation. Do they just open it for only Native Americans? You know what I mean? It's like, how do you get this? And these guys are, like, they're they are so fucking good. Yeah. They're great. But, I, but I'm just thinking that that pool of actors has to be so small. Yeah. Like if hey, we want to try to get as many Native Americans as we can, blah 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 blah. But mm-hmm. you also have to be able to do all the shit. Like, how did they find like four to six jewels out of that group? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like hit fucking lightning striking six times with this. Hey, cast, I would dude. I would say even without the you know yes the kids are terrific and they're you know this is the first really the one of the first things they ever have done. But some of the adults and some of the older people in the show is also terrific. And also you got oh, some yeah. like veterans like Wes Studi is in it. It's the first time I didn't want to kill him, man. <laughs> I just always remember Last of Mohicans, dog. When, when he was fucking, uh, oh, uh, Magua or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hated that guy, dude. And then he was in Heat, so I was a little better. <laughs> but in this one, I'm like, ah, oh, he's a cool old guy, man. And the um the chief guy, the, the chief guy, not the chief, uh, the cop. Well, Graham, Graham no. Green is in it too. He makes an appearance in that. He's also a, a terrific Native American uh, actor. So yeah, ter- some really terrific kind of cast in this whole and really surprise uh, guest appearances or guest stars. Yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke was in the fucking <laughs> yes. last season. I loved that episode. I loved that. And I loved, yeah, he I loved was the rad, way, dude. <laughs> I loved the way he acted in it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm well, sad that the show's ending too. Same thing with Barry. Dude, the, the- the guy I, I'm looking at his name, Dallas Goldtooth, the one that plays Spirit. He is so fucking funny, man. But he's like, "Hey, don't stand there, stand there." And he's like, "Oh, is this is this better for you?" He's like, "No, I peed over there." It's just, <laughs> dude, he's so good, man. Yeah. He's so good. And even the episode where uh, all the old guys get drunk and they're looking for Bigfoot. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's so good. Just a terrific show. Terrific show. Uh, you got. Three great seasons right there. Um, yeah, so I'm, gl- I'm glad it's not ending because no one's watching it. I'm, right. And I don't think that many people watch it. I'm glad it's ending because they've told basic. I think their their main goal was that first story of getting out L.A. You know what I mean? Just getting these kids to realize there's more to life than what's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it, and then we got some closure, and now these kids are going to go do big things and other shit. It's awesome. Like, they, I even remember the episode where they had the, the main girl from that. Um, I love Predator. So, from that movie, Prey. Oh yeah, Where she went down and she was in the episode. Right, so right. cool that she did that cameo. Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, is there any shows that you you know you've been watching and that you want to like recommend? There, um, dude, I don't watch a lot of shows. That's what sucks. Yellowstone, but I mean, it's taking forever for the new fucking season to yeah, come I out. <laughs> and I don't know if Kevin Costner is coming back. Uh, yeah, I know he's <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even the one that's now, I don't, I don't think I have Channel Two or whatever the fuck it's on. So I, I gotta wait. Have you watched the Yellowstone spinoffs? Spinoffs, shows? yeah, I watched prequels. Them all. Prequels, yeah. Nineteen twenty-three yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, 18, yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah, eighteen. They're, yeah. they're all good, but it's kind of like it's finite because they're like prequels. What I can't wait for is they gave that fool uh, one uh, of my favorite characters in Yellowstone, Jimmy. Yeah, they're gonna uh, come out with the four sixes, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be rad, dude. I love that guy. But they do they're doing what they do on all shows. They're pushing like. They get super popular, then they push it back. And dude, honestly, that fact makes me want to stop watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's don't fucking take away the magic and then expect me to keep like following along. Don't yeah, do I mean, that to me. 
Yellowstone is the flagship concentrate on the Yellowstone yeah. stuff. And like this, I, I got to be honest. I don't know if they're coming out with another Stranger Things. I fucking love Stranger Things when it came out. If they make a new season, I don't give a fuck. Really? It, you know it's what I mean? Because so, so, you waited too long? and it's... Yeah, it's so dead. Mm. It's Yeah, you can't do that to me, man. <laughs> now they're all going to be adults. It's yeah. going to be Stranger Earthings with their kids. It's like, don't do that to me. It's like, just like, dude, I love Umbrella Academy, but like, I don't know if there's another season. I know there's more seasons in the comic strip. But yeah, I think there is one more final. Both of them, Stranger Things and, and the Umbrella, yeah. I think they're fi- coming out with final seasons. Do a, like I, you remember uh, what we both loved it—the Vikings show, yeah. not the Vikings, but the um, the, the Seven Kings Must Die. Oh yeah, the movie. With, with, yeah, at least they had episodes, and to finish it, they did a movie. Do that for me. Do a uh-huh. movie if you want to make me wait. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, <laughs> Well, you, you you talked a little bit about 1923, which was the spin uh, the prequel spinoff of Yellowstone. Uh, Harrison Ford was in that; he was great. But I liked him more in a other show that he starred in, in Shrinking, which is an Apple TV Plus. Original. Oh yeah, I hear good things. I haven't seen Netflix or I haven't this seen is, the show yet. This is awesome. This also stars Jason Segel, and but it's really you know, I think the selling point for me was to see was to see Harrison Ford in a comedy and him to really kind of open up a little bit. He's still playing a rough, a gruffy character, curmudgeon, but to see him play against, you know, type, that's cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. And um, there was that. And then my mom told me, my mom told me <laughs> about um, that Murderers in the Building show. Oh, yeah, yeah. She fucking loved that. And she was pushing that on me. But I just, I watch so many movies. It's hard to squeeze it in shows, man. And don't give me, uh, I like series or whatever, mm-hmm. but I fucking love miniseries, dude. Yes, because it's, fi- it's finite. It's, yeah, it's, yes. it's clo- there's closure. I don't uh, worry about you fucking <laughs> saying, okay, this is a cash cow. Let's extend and fuck up the story. No, give me a beginning. Give me an end. Boom. Even that show, did, I don't know if my, well, probably my favorite show that came out, um, non-horror related, mm-hmm. is Reacher. Oh yes. I fucking love Reacher, dude. And they just came out, but they did it to me where it's not the whole season, man. They're stringing me along with episode a week. Oh fuck, man. Don't. I got to I got to catch up with that. I got to catch up with that. I know they yeah, just released I love a new that, season. Yeah. That guy, Alan what R- Richardson or whatever is. Richardson or something like that? Yeah. yeah, dude, he is so good and he's just he got bigger, dog. I don't understand this, but he should be the Hulk. Like no makeup, yeah, yeah, yeah. No makeup. Like if they did a TV show Hulk, you know how he was big but not too cartoony, where he could actually do stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like right now, man. He is that fucking big. <laughs> I like that guy so much, dude. Such a good, yeah, such a I, good flick. But I've heard good things about it. I have to catch up. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of shows and, and movies and stuff. Um, Let's get back to like regular movies. Uh, is there any movies you saw recently that you would put down on your top list uh, of 2023? It sucks because some of them were from 2023. You know what I mean? They're, I just saw them. but mm-hmm. That's fine. Me too. No, I, I, saw, you... I saw a couple couple movies recently to finish the list. And I still haven't – like I haven't finished Killers of Flyer Moon. And so far, I, I'm like the first hour. I loved it. I had to turn it off because, you know, something, something came up. But – I, I love the first hour. I'm expecting I'll like the f- next two hours. <laughs> a lot of these movies are three oh, hours yeah. and stuff. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, you know. I haven't uh, seen that. But like um like I said, like I I don't know if I told you I watched that Highwaymen 
with Costner. Oh yeah, the Netflix it's, film. Dude, that was fucking great, but it's a couple years old. Yeah. So I was doing that, and it was so funny because I was watching, I was watching Jaws. Right, dude. I don't know why I watch fucking Jaws all the time. Anytime <laughs> I come across it. Yeah. I've seen it almost second only to American Werewolf in London. I have to have seen it over fifty times. Honestly. Wow. Really. Yeah, Jaws. for sure. Okay. Jaws, and it's funny because I, I tell my wife, I'm like, she's like, how can you watch a movie? I go, dude, it's, it's top five. It's mm-hmm. I don't even have a choice. Mm-hmm. It is a top five movie stranded on a desert island because I can watch it over and over. I would it'd be scary to watch it on an island, but <laughs> just because it's about a shark, dude. Don't ask me. I fucking it's like a drug. I can't not watch it. Yeah, it's just. And like I remember, like we said about, um, or I don't know if we talked about it, but I was in the hospital mm-hmm. Christmas, and I think it was TBS and TNT. Mm-hmm. They were literally running a Christmas story, twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ended, and the next one started. It ended, and the next one started. And they used to do that shit on TBS. Yeah. It would be Jaws one, Jaws two, and then Jaws one again. And I watched Jaws one, <laughs> Jaws two, and then Jaws one again. Like I was a sucker for it. I don't know and. Dude, the acting, I don't know what it is. It's like, a, like I said, it's like, it's a drug. I watch it <laughs> constantly. And I, it, it, honestly, top five. Like, if you say what's your top five movies, I can only pick four because that's just already in there. I, I don't know. But I was watching that the other day. And it, maybe shark movies because I watched Deep Blue Sea, 47 Meters Down. And I, I'm I'm petrified of the fucking ocean for it. I will, like, if the ship, if I'm on a cruise ship and it burns, I'm burning. I'm not jumping in that fucking water. Dude, it's the ocean dark. fucking scares the shit out of me. And I didn't really yeah. have that fear until I started watching these videos online about how the big, these big ass, big ass waves are crashing into, like, these, you know, big, big ass boats. And, you know, people recording these videos, I'm like, fuck, that looks so scary to be in the middle of Wait. nowhere and just floating. No, I'm not afraid of the wave. I'm afraid of what's under the wave, man. That's what I'm saying. I mean, to be like in the middle of that ocean by yourself in a whatever tube and just know that, I don't know, what's what's underneath? What's Oh, yeah, what is yeah. underneath? That's the scariest stuff and shit. Yeah. Yeah, those those Survivor movies where they're in a raft and they're fighting the sharks. And, uh, dude, if I had a gun, I wouldn't shoot at the shark. I'd just shoot myself in the head. <laughs> yeah, I just want I it to be over. Yeah. I don't and it's and I'm a sucker to watch the movies. That's what fucking kills me. It's like if that's an honest fear of mine, why do I watch those movies? Like that one, that first one was um, Open Water. Yes, yeah, yeah. It gave that's me anxiety. Like yeah. I wanted to shit myself. Just and then, do you put your head down underwater and look? Do you want to see it coming or just? <laughs> what can you do about it? Even if you see it coming, man. Fuck. I hate the ocean, dude. <laughs> Let's just get rid of it. Let's cement it all in. <laughs> um, okay. uh, my bad. Me, my tangent me, bad. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Hey, let me give me some uh, uh, recommendations because I saw some really good films this year that I haven't really heard people talking about. Um, the Covenant, which is the 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 guy of Richie. Oh shit! I saw that. Fucking awesome. Awesome movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. He plays a. Afghan. And I hate that guy. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not big. I'm not the biggest Jake. Uh, I don't big, hate him. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the biggest or a hater. I mean, I just I think he's okay, mm-hmm. and I think I I really liked him in this in this part. He plays a sergeant of a, and he's doing a last tour on, on Afghanistan. He teams up with a local interpreter, and uh, his life. Um, a true story, right? 
I don't think it's a true story, but it's very. It seems like it was based on a lot of like notes and maybe interviews because it feels real. Yeah, I love love war movies and I guy war movie Guy Ritchie. I mean, yes, I didn't even care that it was Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And it's a different kind of Guy Ritchie because you kind of know know Ritchie as for his Flash. This is more kind of tamer, more adult. I love but what the he, action sequences you could see him in there. <laughs> yeah, like he he loves the mm-hmm. camera going fast, going yeah. through. Yeah. So it's a gritty military action thriller. He, uh, Gillen Hall is a sergeant, a soldier. He's, he gets injured, and and his, his interpreter, uh, Afghan interpreter, has to basically saves his life. You know, he has to tr- trek this body over like brutal terrain for miles. And Gillen Hall wakes up uh, in the hospital, and he realizes his interpreter is still stuck in Afghanistan. Like Gillen Hall is back in America, and. So the rest of the movie is him fighting to get save his life. So he has to repay his his like uh, his you know his debt. His really. debt, yeah. Dude, that guy is so good. That guy, the, the interpreter guy, uh, his name yeah. is Dar Salim, and he's great. Like I never seen this guy before, and he's fantastic in that movie. And his character, fucking awesome. I I I always come across as bigot. Like I'll tell you in my head, I'm a bigot. I really am because. There's certain parts and certain aspects of the world where I don't understand, so my mind's already made up. You know what I mean? And it's like I, I don't know what it is about that place, well, but you, it's kind of like you jump to conclusions. I mean, let's see. Yeah, exactly. It is horrible. <laughs> and it's a stereotype. It's all that stuff. Right. But his character is so complex. And fuck, how do you how do you live in a place like that and still have that much humanity? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's why I could. I thought it was the true story because I was like, fuck, how? How can you just see that every day and still put your life on the line for a fucking stranger? You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm sure that that it's not maybe not based on a one particular true story, but it seems like those characters are real. It seems like they're yeah. based on real people. And I love the fact that the the guy, the ter- interpreter, is not really you know, he's not like a, 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 a you know he's he's three dimensional. He, he he's not a uh, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. You know he's just he's a, he has a complex history and uh, you know and I, I like that 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 Jake is just he's also not a good guy and a bad guy either. You know he, these are two. It's a very easy storyline too. Yeah, yeah. So I so was blown away by it. It's such a great great film. It's um, got your boy uh, Homelander in it too. <laughs> yes, he was he was in there for for half a second. Yeah. Uh, Dreaming Wild. Let me say this: Dreaming Wild. I, I like this movie a lot. Dreaming Wild. This is a Casey Affleck film. Uh, this is all based on a true story. This is a uh, uh, Casey Affleck plays uh, Donnie Emerson, and basically the story is based, like I said, it's like a Stranger Than Fiction true true story. Uh, Donnie and his brother Joe, um, when they were in teens, they made a self-recorded album and uh, it was like in the late 70s or early 80s they made this album that you know self-published self-financed uh, they recorded it in their barn at their family ranch and uh, it went nowhere you know it, it, it was lost 30 years later that that album was founded and it was written about in blogs and uh, music magazines and it became like it became like this lost masterpiece album and so the movie picks up where that is where he Donnie is now middle-aged man kind of lost his uh uh, uh dream 
you know, dream his musical dream. He's kind of a struggling musician. He kind of runs a music studio on his own, but those dreams of rock and roll is far behind him. And now he gets a second chance to kind of relive those dreams. But what I liked about the movie is it's Casey Affleck really thinking about, should I do this? And how do I, do I want people to recognize my work from what I did when I was a teenager? You know what I mean? It's like, he has the complex feelings about the second chance. It's not like, Hey, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's see where this goes. It's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. You know, like I don't want to be judged by something I did when I was 16 years old, you know? And yeah. Like, is this what I was or what I am? Type. Yeah. Of it, and he has like this extension existential, you know, moment in his life. And I, I think it's a beautiful movie. I, I and maybe it's because uh, I'm much older and I'm much more relating to the story, but I just loved how this is not about like a, here's a, you know, like here's a crowd pleasing second chance movie. Where he, yeah. becomes, where he becomes a rock star at, at age 45 or whatever. This like is more, living the dream, yeah. Yeah, this is I much like more adult kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I, 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 I don't know if, you know, I take music seriously. I don't know if I want to be a novelty act, you know, like, like I so I, I was really That's pleased by cool. the movie. I like that aspect. And I was listening to this, the album. It's not a great album. <laughs> it's like, it's, 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 you know, it's built up, you know. But, but I get it, dude. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to be famous because you're trendy or you want to be famous because... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or you want to be taken quality. serious as an artist or as, a, you know, someone who, you know, b- takes this stuff seriously. Uh, I'm looking I, at it. It's got one of my favorite guys, that Walton Goggins. Yeah, he plays oh, the dude, older brother. I love that guy. It's a, And he's, he's he's terrific in it. And Bo Bridges is the father. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is, uh, is Casey Affleck's wife. It's a movie that really kind of went under the radar this year. I, I don't know why people didn't pick it up. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I want to say the the album, you know, the album that they they found, you know, it's very typical kind of seventies rock. Uh, but there is one song in in the album called "Baby," which I think, I think you could say is a lost lost gem. Music. Yeah, it's a gem of a, of a song. That's probably the song why people enjoyed the album. That's cool. Another one that I really loved this year was Blackberry. Like the phone? Yeah. This is like a, a rise and fall of the Blackberry. This is uh, Jay Barshuel, Barshuel from uh, This Is The End. Uh, and then Glenn Howerton from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's, I guess I would say Glenn How- Howerton is like probably the breakout performance because he plays a real asshole businessman. I love this guy. This guy, <laughs> well, so funny. dude, then you're going to love this this performance. You're going to love this okay, movie. Good. Because it's all about him. I mean, he is the best part of the movie. Jay Baruchel Bar- Bar- is also good. He's re- Actually, he's really good in the movie, too. So Jay is the one who plays the guy who kind of created uh, Blackberry, this kind of real life. He, he plays the real life computer engineer. And it's really the first world, the world's first smartphone. And it became, it becomes this, you know, at the time, this is, takes place in the early 90s. No one really knew, knew what a smartphone was. They only knew, knew it as a mobile phone for texting. But no one knew about, like, the internet, you know, potential, you know, or the possibilities of that. So this is really a great kind of rise and fall of a, of a, of a, of a company. And also, I think it really kind of 
details like uh, why we're in such a shithole <laughs> right now, you know, because like, you know, I don't know if you get this, this you got this feeling, but um, or thought, you know, when we're growing up, you know, the idea of a businessman or even an entrepreneur was like, build a better mousetrap, right? If you, if you could come up with a great product that is better than the other product, then you deserve success. Somehow that kind of idea has become different nowadays. It's not about building a better product. It's about selling as much as you can and just destroying the competition. And this movie kind of deals with both of us, those, those concepts, how one concept becomes transitions to the other concept, how it becomes trying to make the best product available and as possible and as, as proficient as you can, but then being corrupted by the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the shark nature of, of, of that kind of selling, making a market, making as much money as fast as you can. I think it's brilliant. There was a strange wave of, of these type of films this year or last year in 2023 about, about the making of, of a product air air was one of them. Uh, uh, there was a Tetris All the way back to like social network. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, uh, but, uh, but, but per- particularly in 2023, there was air, which is the making of Michael Jordan. Uh, uh, te- there was a Tetris movie about the making of Tetris. There was a couple other, uh, flaming hot about the flaming hot Cheeto. Oh yeah. yeah. All, all the, all those movies are okay, but I think Blackberry was the best out of the bunch there. I think that's a terrific film. You should check it out. For sure. Uh, that subject matter is not strong with me. I'm not a big fan of those type of movies, but. I gotta but, check it out. You man. know, it it really got it, it's a it's a low budget movie. It's an independent film, but it really got the '90s right. I think it's it feels like a '90s. You know, it feels like a '90s movie. <laughs> Let me give you one more, and, and that's I will say this is it because I just recently saw this and this blew me away. And uh, it's called Ichi the Blind Swordsman. <laughs> I love that. I love that movie. No, uh, dude, I, dude, I love it too, man. That's so awesome. Oh wait, you know what? Okay, I got more stuff. Okay, you got one. Okay, if we talk. About... No, no, sorry. Shows, man. Oh, shows. Okay. Twa- um, uh, the samurai show. The blue uh, eye samurai? samurai. Blue eye samurai. Oh fuck, dude! Did you see that? No, I heard good things. You actually, you told oh. me about this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, <laughs> and it's it's great because it's a mini series, man. Oh, it good. is really, and it's funny because they're talking about it everywhere. And it's like, yeah, it blew up. They're blew talking up. like it's bringing people into the anime. Um, yeah, genre. It's so good too. This is Netflix. The story strong. Yeah, a Netflix. Anime yeah, series. even my son sat through it. He loved it. He watched this one, and then we watched. Um, it's so funny too because that movie Bright, the one with um, Will Smith. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, they made a like a spinoff, but it's anime. It's um, Samurai Soul, Bright Samurai Soul. Okay, Bright. That Samurai, one's so Samurai good Soul. too. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's a, movie. a movie though. Yeah, it's so good, dude. It's I don't and, and when you look at the anime that and um, Blue Light Samurai, they were showing that it's the, they took the layering out. You know how like um, uh, we're gonna lose people that aren't in the comics, <laughs> but you know like how inker like the sketch and then the inker goes in. Uh-huh, yeah, it's 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 like on the um, the Blue Eyed Samurai. They showed that they took the the classic anime cartoon comic, um inker and they shrunk the lines down so that it wasn't such a hard line between the background and the person so basically it wasn't like everything was outlined 
It was kind of crazy the way I saw the thing, how they how they layered it. It was a pretty cool game. <laughs> On the uh, the Blue White Samurai, or yeah, Blue White Samurai, and then that Bright Samurai Soul. The story's awesome, dude. You got it. uh, it's so funny because people don't know, but you're so fucking artistic and you can draw the shit out of stuff. But the fact that you don't watch anime fucking I drives know. me insane. I, it's it does, it's, dude. It's funny because like I got into anime really early on with Robotech, and I was a kind of a mech guy for a while. And I got into like like say uh, Vampire Hunter D. I was a big fan. Oh of. yeah, we did. We or we were gonna go see part two oh, did when we? Bloodlust came out. But yeah, it was only playing like one theater in LA. <laughs> So I was uh, yeah I was kind of like in the in the in the Akira like everyone everyone yeah, else you the know classics yeah the yeah. classics but I didn't get into like this new wave which is now taking over uh, cartoons or anime or a- animation really I mean yeah like it's but that man- it's the, that manga influence is crazy it's all yeah. over the place like almost like the graphic storytelling and stuff it was oh. just a bunch of candy for the eyes but now it's like stories that are getting good yeah good Ghost in the Shell I was a big fan of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Apple Seed. Yeah, like all that mech. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Dude, Fist of the North Star. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry. I was a big Fist of the North Star uh-huh. fan back in the day. Yeah, I remember Yeah, that. it was all amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ninja Scroll. And so, like it's my so, favorite so, all time. So it's so crazy that nowadays it has exploded. And it's now in, like, I'm, I'm shocked that it's, like, in, in movie theaters. Like, it's, like, in the box office, like, top five. It's, it's breaking through. Like, it's now, you it's now mainstream. Yeah, it it jumped the barrier of fetish. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was or, or, yeah, because yeah. I mean or it had cult, its own genre, yeah, but nobody yeah, watched it. Yeah. But yeah, it was only like, like, like if you walk down the street and you see somebody with an anime shirt, you were best friends if you were in anime. <laughs> it's like I don't give a fuck anything about you. The fact that you're into something this finite, or you know, that with such a small fan base, we're already alike. But now. People incorporated into just movie watching, and it's not just Disney cartoons. Maybe Disney bridged that gap, and then people just took it the step forward and went more adult style cartoons. But yeah, like my uh, my oldest nephew, fucking mango nerd, like he buys the Omni books, hardcore, and t- Tony doesn't fucking understand it all. So I try to I try to recommend these kind of flicks to Tony. Uh-huh. So you my can brother. Get into it. You- yeah, just hey, you want to talk about something with your son? Watch this flick with him. You know, it's so good, dude. But what? And he's like, what? A cartoon? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> tell him, tell, tell him to watch Arcane, which just came out a couple years ago. The Netflix, it was in the also on the Netflix anime cyberpunk. No, not cyberpunk, but uh, steampunk esque. Why is that familiar to Ar- me? Maybe I've seen Arcane. You probably saw ARK, it. right? I think it's based on some kind of video oh, game. There it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I've seen parts of this. Yeah, I haven't got to see it all, but yeah, that I, was I love that, you know. And that was like kind of the first. That. I mean, I guess maybe purists anime purists would say, "No, that's not anime." Fuck that, <laughs> you know. Because, yeah, it's it's way more artsy. Yeah, yeah, but I love it. I love that series that came out like a couple years and ago. There's no chance you watched Castlevania, right? No, I didn't see it. <laughs> I've I heard so, of it. I've seen the trailer and all that stuff. You but... ever played the video game when you were a kid? No, no, but I, again, it, whoa, man, no, I didn't even play that game. No. Oh, the, that show is so good. And they made a spinoff show. Oh, fuck, man. That's the best cartoon out right now. That's, like, series-wise, so good, dude. Damn, anime's out there like a motherfucker. It's so good. I watch all that shit. I watch Baki, Hanma. I watch everything, dude. 
Keegan. <laughs> it's like it's weird because I don't watch the. It's gotta have violence or horror. I don't watch the, like my niece watches all the um the sword art online. I don't like the teeny stories to them. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's, it has no interest to me. But the the anything with the action and the fighting and as long as the story's not convoluted, it's cool. Are you a big uh, Attack on Titan guy? Fucking love it. Yeah, but I can never find a platform where I can watch all the seasons. It's always one or two or three, and then they keep teasing a fucking live action movie. But I'm like, how do you do a live action movie without it looking like a CGI? Well, I think like they, a whole green screen. I think they did a Japanese live action one. Yeah, that one was a piece of shit. That was not good. <laughs> but the story and everything—it's weird because it's—it should be my story, but I freaking love that show. Man. So good. Uh, let me just say one final favorite movie of mine's of 2023, and which I just recently saw, like literally a couple of days ago. And I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. And it's Nicholas Cage's latest film. It's called Dream Scenario. It's fan- I you I think you will love this more than any anything I put on my list because it's it yeah. ha- has touches of horror in it, but it has a really great concept. And I. It, it gets good ratings, and then I hear things from people that watch it, and they're like, I didn't get it, or it wasn't good. And I'm like, fuck, who do I believe? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know, man. I love the fucking movie. So Nicolas Cage plays a, a, a professor, just your ordinary guy. A remar- they, they call him a remarkable nobody, like a, just a nobody, really. And he is at a point in his life where he wants recognition. He He's trying to get his stuff published. He has this kind of uh, a theory about, I forgot, ants or something like that. He's just a boring guy. But, like, he has this, you know, destination of wanting to be taken seriously as a writer or as a, as a professor. And so, surprisingly, I, and, and it, it really doesn't explain why, but surprisingly, he turns up in thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people's dreams. He just He just starts appearing in people's dreams. And... It takes off viral, virally. His his profile, his Facebook profile, is jam packed with messages saying, "Are you this guy in my dream?" And it, he becomes this viral video famous, and he thinks that this is going to lead him into the notoriety, the notoriety that he wants, the celebrity that he wants. This is finally going to be the thing that that makes him a published author or or a published uh, scientific writer, and it doesn't turn out that way. It becomes much more of a cautionary tale about being famous, particularly being famous at this time right now, which is totally different, you know? So I fucking love this movie. This movie. And Nick fucking Cage pulled this off. Nick fucking Cage is fucking awesome in this movie. Because normally, I mean, dude, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, The Rock, Con Air, you know what I mean? Right. I'm not putting this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, and he is playing a Kurt character. Russell, dude. I fucking love the guy, but I wouldn't always put him up for the Academy Award. Well, it's funny because he he has he's yeah. bald in the movie. He has a beard. He doesn't look like himself or normally himself. Um, he is playing a character. This is much more kind of like in the tune of an adaptation that movie he did with Spike Jones this kind of feels like a Spike Jones movie but it's not from Spike Jones 
So there's uh, no face off in this motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so this is much more kind of like being in the in the in that vein of being John Malkovich. It's it's like kind of a great concept. I fucking dig this movie, and I thought it was great. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was terrific. It was terrific, and I I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was, I wanted to see it. I got super excited, but then it was just kind of like, oh, fuck. I think my mom saw this in Saltburn, mm-hmm. and she was like, eh. and I'm like, fuck. Okay. Well, I I, heard, I, this. I I didn't see Saltburn, but I heard Saltburn is a tough, tough watch. Or you know, yeah, <laughs> me too. And I was I had it on my queue and everything, man, because I think it's free on Prime right now. And I was just like, ah, shit. I well, don't know. I, I think. Well, it's what's so funny about Dream Scenario, and maybe this is what turning people off. I think it really hits home with a lot of the stuff we're dealing with right now, particularly in cancel culture, apology culture. I think I think the the movie is really a. a, a, a it takes on like kind of the the viral video vacation of fame. Like there's a lot of people who are famous right now for not for doing nothing. For nothing. For nothing. Exactly. And this movie I like that. I like that. And this movie kind of takes that idea and turns it on its head and becomes this thing. And really kind of becomes this middle uh what's it called? A uh, midlife crisis kind of comedy or satire. I I love that. Okay. I love that. I, I did that. Everything you're saying is good. It's all <laughs> fucking thumbs up, dude. That's and the way it, I'm listening. And what what's so, so cool about it? Some of the dreams are not, to, you know, not, you know, they take on a nightmarish element and it's shot. We see some of the dreams shot out, you know, or played out. It feels like a horror movie at times. Okay, I like that. So I think it, it I think you could put this as a horror movie. <laughs> if you could put Megan as a horror movie this year, I, I could put Dream a Scenario uh, as, a, as a, a, a cool horror movie too. <laughs> I know, cool, man, for sure. I, and I, dude, I want to give, I, I, don't get me wrong from earlier statements. It's not that I don't like Nick Cage. I just, when you hear about these kind of movies, there are usually certain actors that are in them. So I, I hope, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully he's really good at it. I want to check it out. All right. Check it out. I think you'll like, it. I think you'll love it. Mm-hmm. All right, my man. Cool. I think that's it. I think we cover our, all our bases. This is some of the, this was a wrap up of 2023. We're saying goodbye to 2023. Now we're going to say hello to 2024. Uh, you have it's coming whether we want it to or not. <laughs> yeah, it's here. <laughs> so that was, I guess, that's a good way to stop this episode. And hopefully, we'll come back sooner. Then, uh, hopefully, we'll we'll plan something out, and we'll we'll have we don't have to wait a whole month to shoot an, to record another episode. But uh, we like to thank everyone who's listening, who has stuck with us throughout the years, and and thank you for you know catching up with us. And it's yeah, New Year's resolution. Tell a friend. <laughs> Subscribe, you don't have to get a gym membership. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> big. Dude, easy. Yes. Leave a comment. I think that helps. I heard that helps. Leave a comment yeah. on, on iTunes and rate us. I think that helps as well. <laughs> yeah. Even if you just do a comment, uh, put your birthday. We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, my man. I think that's it for now. Uh, we'll, we'll Until next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace.